Folks, Los Angeles has done it again. We are the city of champions because when our teams are struggling, we entice the best players from around the league to join us because of our incredible natural landscape, our team's massive salaries, and our proximity to Hollywood where athletes can quickly pivot out of their sports careers and into film, TV, and commercial roles. Why not join our team and get us a trophy? It works. And I love it. Yeah. In all honesty, I'm pretty happy to see the Los Angeles Rams win the Super Bowl in our own city, even if it was far too expensive for any normal person to attend in, in person to see it. Uh, and it was a really good game to watch. Uh, there was a lot of awesome plays. There was some real nail-biting moments and an extremely tense ending. So, uh, look. The writers did a great job with this Exactly, one. yeah. Whoever wrote this, I mean, a true Hollywood ending. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was some... There were some calls that you're just like, huh. But so, there was also some missed calls on the other side. So, yeah, so, it was, yeah, it was a mixed bag. There was, uh, yeah. But I, I look, I'm happy up. with the, I'm happy with the outcome. But while the pr actual playtime of football maybe added up to mm, 20 minutes, yeah, the real reason for everyone watching was for once again the commercials and the halftime. Yeah, show. I need that water cooler talk. Exactly. There's. You know, I'd say 25% of the viewing audience is actually watching the game, and that's being probably generous. But when it's the Super Bowl, a majority of the people who are watching it are watching it because it is an a it's an event that they can talk about. It's a it's cultural a shared, touchstone. Yeah, it's a community event. Uh, you know, so you want to be involved, and so people watch it. And you get to you get to laugh at the commercials. You get to cry at the commercials. You get uh, shilled upon by crypto companies. Uh, which, oh, and did we? That happened. In but, some very heartbreaking ways. Especially for you. Just uh, ruined. But did uh, did the commercials and the halftime show, did it live up to the hype this time around? I, I don't know. Let's, let's start out with the fact that we were actually quite surprised that there weren't more crypto and NFT advertisements this year. Though when they did pop up, they were pretty soul-crushing. <laughs> uh, and apparently server-crushing in one instance. Mm -hmm. So first and worst... Larry David, of all people, a hero of mine, yeah, let us all down in a very big way by starring in an ad for crypto exchange FTX. And uh, it wasn't quite as horrible as Matt Damon's fortune favors the brave bullshit, but it did insinuate that by not investing your money into cryptocurrency, you were actually missing out on something as monumental as the invention of the wheel or the light bulb. Mm -hmm. Um and it was the kind of ad where you, uh, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is funny. This is a good ad. They, you don't know what the ad is for until the very end, until it hits. And when it hit, I was like, fuck you. No. <laughs> I, God uh, damn it. I saw it. I, this one I saw coming because I was like, this, the fact that there is no like branding in this at all or anything like that, they are hiding the fact that this is going to be a crypto ad. And I was on Discord, ready to message Elliot the second it popped up. And I did. And I went, Larry David, crypto shill ad. And Elliot writes back and he goes, I screamed at my TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically, it was Larry doing his Larry character. Like, oh, Larry, you got to check He's out. wrong about everything. He's like, yeah. ah, I don't know. I don't see it working. All the most pivotal inventions in history yeah. on purpose, him being wrong about. And then about the last one, you should put money on FTX, buy coins. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, listen, Larry David is almost certainly not a crypto guy who would actually go out there and shamelessly shill crypto shit organically like some celebrities yeah, who, just who have fully bought in and drank the Kool-Aid. All day on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok just telling people to buy yeah. certain things. Like it, He got hired to be the character that only he can play. 
uh, in an ad. Yeah. Probably got paid quite a bit. He doesn't really need the money since he's already a fucking billionaire. But well, who, uh, who doesn't want a little bit more? I guess. Yeah. Uh, still, just a, a, a just a massive bummer to have one of our idols in bed with a crypto exchange that might not even exist a year from now. Nah, they're going pretty. That, it's like them and crypto.com. Uh, really, uh, I mean, if they fail, it will be spectacular because FTX owns. They're all in bed in different sports yeah. leagues. Like yeah. Crypto.com obviously bought the Staples Center, so now System of a Down has to change the lyrics to Beyond the Crypto.com Arena, you can see America. Uh, and then FTX, very in bed with like the MLB, all right. of the ref- or right. the umpires wearing the logos and stuff. Um, but there was another one, another uh, exchange, Coinbase, and they also... This is uh, dumb. Everyone loves this. I don't know why. Well, this so is this annoying. Is in the sense that... It worked as an ad. It was a successful ad, but it was too successful. Um, if it was for anything else, it would have been like, oh, that was a unique way to yeah, you know, get people engaged with it. But yeah, the other big crypto ad was actually so successful that it unintentionally ruined their actual promotion, but also angered millions of current customers who were actively trying to use <laughs> the platform because Coinbase deployed a parody of the DVD screensaver screen where a, a logo bounces around on a black screen for a while. But instead of any kind of actual specific branding, the image bouncing around on the screen was a QR code that would bring people to their platform with a welcome offer for some free crypto. Uh, only $15 worth, which uh, not going to buy you much. It's free money. The code was scanned by so many people watching that their servers crashed for an extended period of time. And that resulted in a broken link for anyone trying to actually find out <laughs> what the QR code was. Uh, not a great look for the company, considering that they paid for this one moment of new signups. You would think that... Uh, on one of the most highly watched events, live events, you would uh, have anything to protect uh, the massive influx of customers, especially when the ad is reliant on the interaction. Like yeah. this isn't just like like the Larry David thing where it's like, oh yeah, maybe someone will go check out FTX sometime, I guess. This is, you're, you're activating right the base. Everyone yeah. in America, go to this website at the same time. Do a DDoS on us. But yeah, the fact that the people who maybe would have signed up by going to this uh, couldn't even get to the website. And also that they the, the company now seems ill-prepared for a spike in traffic. Not a great look. Not something you'd like to see from a company in the tech space. Yeah. Especially considering that their service has experienced outages before, uh, mostly during the most inopportune times, like when a coin is crashing and people desperately want to sell in order to stop the bleeding. Oops, sorry. We're down right now. I know you want to get something out of your uh, investment, but mm, right now we're having a little bit of an issue. Yeah. You're uh, going to have to hold a little longer. Yes. That, <laughs> we're actually saving you from yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're going you're gonna to hold it. Yeah. There were also plenty of other ads that stood out, though. It looks like one of the highlights seemed to be the ever-evolving shift into electric vehicle dominance in this country, which is good. Yeah. There's been a plan in place for the major car companies to shift to entire electric fleets by the 2030s. It looks like they're already well on their way. Uh, One of the biggest announcements in recent years that will help get the ball rolling on mainstream adoption has been Ford debuting the all-electric F-150 Lightning, which uh, it just looks like a normal truck. I like it. None of this weird nerd shit. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's also going to be geared towards adoption from local municipalities. Which is, yeah, that's that's the thing is getting... uh entire city's fleets of their work trucks onto this is going to yeah. be a huge a huge push forward into actually getting this adoption. Yeah. But um, during the Super Bowl, the other biggest truck maker in the country, Chevrolet, uh, they debuted an ad for an all-electric Silverado, which was a play on the intro to The Sopranos and featured Tony's kids, Summer and 
Anthony Jr. Uh, I like I liked this a lot just mainly because, as everyone who watches this knows, I've been going through and watching Sopranos for the first time. So when it came on, the song, like, Triggered my ears and I went, Got the gobble-goo. I mean, it's a great Gotta song. Gotta get the gobble-goo. Woke up this morning. Got, Got some, some gobble-goo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Summer hasn't aged a day. She looks great. Yeah. AJ looks all right. Yeah. Um, he had some problems over the years, but it looks great now. I just know that if Tony Soprano were still alive today, and maybe he is in the world of the Sopranos, mm-hmm. he would see that parked outside their house and be like, what the fuck is this? Electric truck? Yeah. Nah. Maron. Uh, yeah, also this, uh, you know, the, the F-150 looks like an F-150. This one looks like a, a mixture between let's do something future freaky looking and a normal truck. It's got those lights. I think it looks cool. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a nice medium between the standard looking truck and whatever the Cybertruck is. Yeah. It's a happy medium. I mean, it is funny to me that they're showing it. Like, the, the biggest problem with trucks in this country is that most of the people who own trucks don't should, use them should, properly. Yeah they, yeah, they don't need a truck. So it's like, I love that it's, it's showing a woman driving the New Jersey Turnpike with like a completely empty fucking massive truck. Like, yeah. okay, well, just get like get a Volt, lady. You don't need all this. As a truck owner. Yeah. I uh, As a truck. I uh, put my mountain bike in the back. So yeah. that's useful. Although I could get uh, like a small car with a with a bike rack, but no, yeah. no, I like a, you could get a Subaru. I like having the truck just in case. Uh-huh. I got some plants from Home Depot the other day, and guess what? Made it real easy. Yeah. No dirt in the trunk. Yeah. Mm. Not not getting not buying too many plants with your little fucking Honda Civic, are you? You, you scrub. Yeah. Uh, anyway, General Motors, who owns Chevy, had another ad featuring their full lineup of futuristic-looking electric vehicles. This time, anchored by more millennial nostalgia, a reunion of the cast of everyone's favorite '90s movie franchise, Austin <laughs> Powers. Yeah. Doctor Evil attempting to save the world in order to then take it over. It, yeah. So the lineup is. Okay, uh, the designs of their vehicles seems like they're caught somewhere in between practicality and just like concept car. Stuff. Yeah, I don't know what the one uh, that on the side. There's like there's like a Cadillac. There's the Hummer, which looks like a, a truck. Uh, it, there was some weird shit in the commercial that was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I think all new cars look weird. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was cool seeing them uh, remake two iconic media properties. Um, yeah, Rob Lowe was there, but they barely used him. He's, he's there for the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of nostalgia bait, that sort of kind of worked, but I I do have questions about who this was for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey reprised his role as the cable guy. Hey, you guys remember the cable guy? <laughs> uh, in an ad for Verizon's 5G internet speeds. Yeah, I, like I, it I was, was a big movie, but it wasn't a big movie. It was pretty niche back then. It was critically, like, hated. And aside from being, like, a cult, sort of classic for some people like i was like that's a very interesting choice i feel like most people are like jim carrey's a cable guy why why is he dressed like a cable guy yeah like i don't know seems seems like way too niche of a reference that's okay it would have made more sense if he was the mask (laughs) and he's hooking up their internet he's like these internet speeds are smoking somebody stop me (laughs) yeah And and then he brings back swing yeah. Yeah. And I, I would point out that, like, yeah, this would be like in the 90s doing a commercial based off of something niche from the 70s. But I think that actually happened. So it is just, it's direct targeted marketing and yeah. making us 
people our age uh, feel or acknowledge the fact that we are old. Yeah, this we are old this now. Super Bowl was the first time I was like, move over, boomers. There's some new boomers in town, and it's me. Yeah, it's not like and they're marketing like, you know, young frivolous things. It's like here's a here's a family car, or here's yeah. a decision for your family, millennial. See, the jokes on Head them, of household though. products. Uh, the jokes on these advertisers though, because uh, we might be the new boomers, but the biggest difference between us and the original boomers is they had money. We don't have any of that shit. No, our generation. You does want us not. to buy a brand new car? Are you yeah. fucking insane? Yeah. No, not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I mean, there was a Rocket Mortgage ad, mortgage ad that kind of like also the didn't Barbie make me feel one? very good about uh, like the 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 prospects of home ownership in this country. Yeah. No, it's uh, it I was mean, pretty it painted a pretty bleak picture. Yeah, I'm like currently like trying to buy, trying to even find a house. It's uh, it's fucking horrible out there, and that 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 commercial just like solidified it. That commercial was very upsetting. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, everything else was your standard Super Bowl fare. Uh, there were some standouts. Uh, McDonald's embraced the meme of confused customers who crack under pressure in their drive-throughs with the. Uh, Can I get a? They need to move the menu farther back. You can't see it until yeah. you're there. Hard to take it all in. Yeah. But uh, that featured a surprise appearance from someone who is currently very publicly cracking under pressure, oh, Kanye baby. West. Yeah. And we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, there was the Lord of the Rings Amazon series trailer, which, hey, it looks great. It, it kind of looks a little too polished for me. I, maybe I have rose-colored glasses about the original trilogy. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of the main character shots, like, in the beginning of the trailer looks like a video game. Yeah. Uh, which kind of threw me off. But I don't I'm, think it looks very good. I'm still excited for it. I... I'm excited for it, okay? It's, uh, I hope that it's good. I really do. Yeah, and so does Amazon, because they poured a lot of money into they this. They did. They yeah. did. Uh, that comes out in September, I believe. So. Oh, so it's a while. Yeah. Uh, there was also there was a very expensive avocados from Mexico commercial, which was ironically timed, because just hours before the Super Bowl was set to begin, the United States suspended all imports of Mexican avocados due, an, due to an alleged threat against a safety inspector. Yeah, this happened... Uh, like in the early morning hours before the Super Bowl, and then they had a multi-million dollar ad running specifically for avocados from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, the fact that they're even advertising that is fucking weird to me. I'm like, first of all, your average consumer, I don't think is like, oh, make sure to get the Mexican avocados. They're just- No, getting... it's more millennial advertising. They're like, oh, this avocado toast. They love the avocado toast. But I like they're already buying the Mexican avocados because they're cheaper and the ones that are grown like five miles away mm -hmm. because of our our beautiful, uh, you know, globalized globalized uh, agriculture system we have here. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, yeah, very weird. I'm like, why does the avocado industry need to advertise? That's that. So, so that's the thing is like, why why advertise for avocados? Yeah. It's I I don't get it. I I made my own guacamole for yeah. the Super Bowl, so I am a avid <laughs> avocado yeah. consumer They're but great. i didn't you either love avocados or you don't you it's, either uh, are aware of their existence and the uh, the powers that they have as an ingredient or you're not yeah that's uh it's not this brand new thing they're yeah. avocados we know about the avocado i mean i makes i guess it makes sense because everyone kind of uh thinks that all potatoes come from idaho because of that ad campaign even though california is responsible for the majority of potatoes yeah and also Florida and their oranges, even though California is <laughs> responsible for a lot and of oranges. And we make a lot of cheese here. I learned that from all those happy cows uh, who but, let me know that happy cows make better cheese. Uh, but that, Wisconsin, they got the the ad dollars on. So it, it, it's it's asserting dominance in the market, I think. 
Regional dominance. I guess. It's very yeah. weird. It's like, I'm not, who's a fucking looking at the like made in <laughs> label on these foods? You're looking at the price. Yeah, even like highfalutin people are like, well, does it say organic on it? Uh, are those avocados Mexican avocados? Nothing magical happens in the imaginary line at the southern U.S. border. Like this is all. No, they're they're right by the finally the time they finally get here. Because <laughs> the biggest problem is avocados that are too hard. Yeah, if, it's, if someone can invent a machine that speeds up the ripening process or stops the ripening process or both, that just has to be yeah, a lot of money. Perfect. Yeah. No. Uh, in another ironic advertisement, BMW put Arnold Schwarzenegger. Behind the wheel of their car and uh, altering traffic lights with his godly powers, he's Zeus. And this is an ad just weeks after his very public traffic accident where he allegedly made an illegal left turn on red and ended up driving his Yukon onto and almost completely over a Prius. Like a monster <laughs> so. truck. Because he uh, wanted to go through a light that wasn't yeah. green. Well, he's used to driving a military-grade Humvee <laughs> and getting what he wants. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions go to... Uh, Guy Fieri's uh, Bud Light Seltzer commercial, which officially established and visualized Flavortown as an actual place that we want to visit inside the metaverse. There's a Flavortown extended universe. Yeah, I like it. And uh, he's the mayor. If I'm going into the metaverse, I want to go to Flavortown. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, the Bic Lighter commercial, where Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart reminded everyone that they both smoke a ton of weed. That was interesting, yeah. now that weed's legal in a lot of places. And uh, Bic has a lighter specifically made for smoking bowls, bongs, and blunts. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All Sorry, right. everyone that's currently in jail over weed-related crimes. Yeah. We're all smoking blunts now. Uh, anyway, we will leave links to all of these Super Bowl ads that we mentioned down in the description below. Uh, yeah. If you want to watch some ads. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have an ad on this episode, yeah. so go nuts on the this Super Bowl This episode is sponsored by... The uh, our TikTok. Yeah, the NFL. <laughs> Non-fungible league. I want to get the hat that Rob Lowe wore to like the Super Bowl a few years ago that was just, just the NFL logo. <laughs> Like he's a referee. It's, it's the funniest. It's the funniest picture of like Rob Lowe in the crowd in an NFL game with just a an NFL hat. Yeah. Uh, as that. for the halftime show, uh, it was awesome. I, it it was great. It was it represented the city where the Super Bowl was taking place. I really liked it. Maybe it was the best since uh, since Prince. It made Although, me feel old. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of things made me feel old about this, especially the age of uh, Cincinnati's quarterback, the age of the Rams coach. Uh, who is now the youngest coach to ever win a Super yeah. Bowl. There was a lot of things. This did make me feel old, but it also made me uh, feel, you know, happy about uh, the place that I live and uh, the music that uh, came out in a great period of time uh, for music. Um, real, I feel real bad for the 50% of the stadium who just looked at nothing the whole time, though. They had a front and back. Yeah. I don't feel bad for anyone that the was at that was stadium. The back was just a wall. I don't feel bad about anyone that was at that stadium. They're doing fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, uh, this caused a lot of outrage and manufactured controversy. Apparently there was a huge rumor that Eminem had asked the NFL specifically if he could kneel during the performance. And according to earlier reports uh, or something that someone just made up, uh, the NFL had reportedly told him not to kneel. They explicitly said, do not kneel during this uh, performance, but he did it anyway. And of course that became a huge moment and a topic of discussion online. And it turns out that, it, at least according to their reps, not only did the NFL not discourage Eminem from kneeling, they were well aware that he was going to do it. Yeah. Because uh, there's rehearsals for this. And also, yeah, they don't fucking care. It's the players they don't want kneeling. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, here's ESPN. The NFL denied reports that it attempted to stop Eminem from making the gesture. Quote, we watched all elements of the show during multiple rehearsals this week and were aware Eminem was going to do that, league spokesman Brian McCarthy said. And the uh, conspiracy online is that this gesture and the false rumors surrounding it were orchestrated to take attention away from Kendrick Lamar removing the lyrics yeah. from his performance that are uh, critical of the police. Yeah. Uh, Dre still uh, got still, his... Uh, still not loving the police. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it might be true. He, Kendrick Lamar very specifically avoided those lyrics on purpose. But who knows? I mean... Yeah. I don't know. Overall, the performance is... Were pretty great. Yeah, the set design was great. My favorite thing was uh, Dr. Dre pretending to produce. Yeah, but clearly, like, there's nothing happening up there. Yeah, he he's got like a wall of like completely blank white uh, faders, and he's like up there like touching the faders, and it's like what? Who? It's a show, Elliot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He did get on the piano, but I doubt the piano is even plugged in. But he, that's the thing he with stuff, the notes with stuff like this and like SNL. They're they're playing over a very uh, a backing track of everything that's happening. Yeah. And other than like drums, I feel like everything's pretty low in the By mix. By the way, Anderson Pack was having a great time playing the drums. There yeah, was. he was. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, there was a pre-performance by, if you really want to see a bad performance, well, you got to see the Chainsmokers play the pre-show because uh, they had the backing track, but they were also like live mixing his vocals in and out. And there was like so many times where you could hear him just like, completely fail at getting close to it and then like pull the fucking in the backseat of my room yeah fuck yeah. off uh but yeah good it was a good uh halftime show mm -hmm. i liked it but of course you know that wasn't true for the very outspoken religious right in this country who were quick to critique this hedonistic satanic devilish performance despite it on being the internet very tame uh especially yeah. for the reasons that they point out because like you look i'm not trying it's to like, like what is this 1993 like oh god yeah, these, these former gang members are allowed to make music. Well, and that's that's not even the critique that were police. happening. That was like like even that you'd be like, of course they're gonna say that. Yeah. But it wasn't even those types of critiques that were made. It was like, it was more of the over sexualization stuff, which is just like there. Were, I didn't see anything in this performance that would make like someone yeah. clutch their pearls. Mary J. Blige is a classy lady. Mm -hmm. So most notably, founder and president of Toilet Paper USA, Charlie Kirk who tweeted, the NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. <laughs> this halftime show should not be allowed on television, yeah. which is really, really strange because there there was not a whole lot to be upset about, even from the traditional pearl clutcher perspective. Yeah. Especially the sexual anarchy. What was sexual about it? I'm not sure. 50 Cent wearing a, a, t a tank top? Was that... Was that sexual? Yeah. He was hanging upside down and his boobs were crushing his face. Yeah. So, yeah, that tweet, which almost seems like he had that one just, like, scheduled. Yeah. Scheduled post. I'm taking the night off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure whatever happens during the halftime show will be sexual anarchy. So, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that resulted in widespread mockery from both the left and the right. A rare display of unity in our political discourse. Uh, all coming together to dunk on Charlie Kirk. Yeah, even uh, Pierce Morgan was even like, go to bed, Grandpa, which is saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, so one of the funniest tweets out of the halftime show is it's now deleted for some reason, but we're going to retell it anyway because it really hit close to home. For me, it hit close to home. So Chris Stevens tweeted, After Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg had already appeared, the guy I'm next to at this bar leaned into me and said, How badass would it be if Kid Rock came out right now? And this, I immediately was, I wrote to Elliot, I was like, that is my dad. When I was home, I had to hear that song. I, I Wait, what? <laughs> I am not kidding. 
I had to hear the new Kid Rock song probably 20 to 25 times. Wow. Yeah. And then you he, did you tell your dad how to live and he just turned it up? Yeah, multiple times. I was dad, like, can you, I've, I've had dad, enough. can you turn that song off? I've heard it so many times. Ain't nobody but, gotta tell me. And it's funny because I, it sounds like something my dad would say and I heard it in his voice when I read it in the tweet. Like, how badass would it be if Kid Rock came out? <laughs> like, like the person that he's telling it yeah. to agrees with him, uh-huh. no, like already, yeah. predisposed to agreement. Man, how badass! Would how that be? badass would that be? Oh, my oh yeah, God. man, it would be awesome. And then the guy next to me said how awesome it would be, and he yeah. agreed with me. Like, I love my dad, but he he that Kid Rock song really did something to him. There were a lot of uh, a lot of conservative people who were very upset at the uh, the lack of white people during the halftime show, which. I'm I'm sure white people are going to be okay. Yeah, I think they'll be I, fine. I don't. I think I think you'll bounce back from this one, guys. And even the one white guy on stage did the kneel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that over, race like, trader Eminem. Compared to previous performances that uh, very clearly riled up a specific group of people. Yeah. Uh, this one was extremely tame, and I thought uh, quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the J Lo Shakira one. That one was that pe- that drove conservative Ooh, people insane because they got them very angry boners all across America. That's the thing is they had to yeah. they had to get up and leave the room with their yeah. heart on. God damn it! Yeah, getting horny over these anchor babies. Yeah, they they were really upset about that. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, let's move on to someone who was in a Super Bowl ad at the Super Bowl and has been the center of attention for the past couple of weeks due to his complete lack of ability to cope with getting dumped by his ex. Kanye West has been displaying some major teenage first breakup vibes uh, ever since it was announced that he and his adult ex-wife, Kim <laughs> Kardashian, had split. These people are both like 42 years old. <laughs> and that she'd filed for divorce. But things have gotten really petty and really stupid in recent days and weeks. I mean, we didn't really cover it at all, but things kind of reached a new level when Kanye first floated a rumor that Kim's new boyfriend, Pete Davidson, has AIDS. And that was like the that kind of started it all. Like you, you knew that Kanye was upset about this because the joke is that Pete Davidson just swoops in, yeah, and he's dated literally the most famous and beautiful he, women in the he industry. He does really well for himself. With he women. does. He's probably a really nice guy, especially with how he looks, and probably really funny. Yeah, he is. He's one of those guys that's like I think he looks weird. Yeah, and, and he's got kind a huge of, cock. I look, think he looks kind of like unwell. Mm-hmm. Like he needs a little more sun. Maybe yes. Uh, maybe some a better night's sleep. And self-admittedly, a still, new mattress. And, still uh, lives in his mom's basement. Well, anyway. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's not ugly. Yeah. But yeah, people have a lot of trouble coping with the fact that a guy like Pete Davidson can pull chicks. It bothers. And, uh, it bothers the average American because yeah. they see him and they go, "Why can't I have sex with Kim Damn Kardashian?" It. I was supposed to be Kim Kardashian's next boyfriend until SNL star Pete Davidson swooped in on me. <laughs> Got cock blocked by Pete Davidson. Yeah, but so so Kanye was like, by the way, Pete has AIDS, uh, and then yeah. and then which is like such a fucking throwback, like uh, like gay panic nineteen eighties thing. Like he's got AIDS. Yeah, he's like, what's the probably one? from sucking dick. Well, so that was like in in and you have to kind of at this point put yourself in the mind of uh, a teenager and what a teenager would do or say to get someone to not have sex with someone else. I heard he has the uh, most extreme way possible. I heard he has mono, actually. <laughs> yeah. So that that was like weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's continued to play out very publicly since that point of no return. Because once mm. you do that, I mean, it's all downhill. Kanye has severed relationships with close personal friends over their connection 
to Pete Davidson. Yeah. Most notably with Kid Cudi, who Kanye has removed from his upcoming album because of his friendship with Pete. Uh, Kanye got into a public spat recently with 20-year-old Billie Eilish uh, because he claims she dissed Travis Scott by helping one of her fans at her own concert. Um, that was a weird side quest yeah, on this, this journey. Wasn't he saying he was going to refuse to play Coachella unless he got a personal apology from Billie Eilish? Yeah. Get over yourself, Kanye. Yeah. So Kanye has posted and then deleted uh, so many attacks against Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, including him in diss tracks. He tweeted out a Photoshop. This is... Like this one, I kept seeing these being screenshotted on Twitter all like during the weekend, and like for a while I was like, oh, these are fake. These are like these are fan edits. <laughs> I don't think Kanye was making them. No, he but he he but amplified he was it. Sincerely, yeah. he loved it. He did like them. So he yeah. tweeted out a Photoshop of the Captain America Civil War poster, but uh, with his friends, him and his friends facing off against Kim and Pete and. Billy and even Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, it's he, a Kanye West Civil War. Yeah. Uh, he had his girlfriend on his side who is not his girlfriend anymore. They broke and up I, on I Valentine's Day. I can't imagine why a woman would not want to be with a man who uh, won't shut the fuck up about his ex yeah, for someone a who's goddamn clearly minute. Clearly not over his ex. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. He claimed that uh, Pete Davidson fucked Hillary Clinton. He did, to be fair, I didn't know this about Pete Davidson. It did make me think lesser of him. He has a tattoo of Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that sucks. Buddy. So maybe he did fuck her. Maybe he did. Yeah. Gave her that big D energy. I mean, she is powerful. That was uh, when she uh, was hobbling away in New York. That was yeah. Pete Davidson just had sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. She did couldn't you? even walk afterwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Kanye offered SNL star Michael Che... Double his earnings if he would leave SNL to avoid working alongside Pete. He posted images of himself holding up a notepad indicating that his all-caps ramblings were not the result of a hack and were actually coming from him. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear, the cringe you are reading is my cringe. <laughs> he had an out there. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, my bad. Mm -hmm. I got hacked. Uh, so, yeah, he keeps perpetuating the idea that they, they could and will get back together, him and Kim. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then he showed up at the Super Bowl wearing an all-black mask with a bunch of tiny holes cut into it. Uh, and that's just more general Kanye stuff. But Yeah, that would even if the breakup hadn't happened, yeah, that's he, something that would He was going to wear a mask regardless. Yeah, that was to, his Super Bowl mask. To top it all off, he and his most current girlfriend, uh, the very lovely, beautiful, uh, what's her name? I don't know. She Fox? Something Fox? Uh, Not Megan Fox. Julia Fox. There you go. From Uncut Gems. Yeah. A fine woman. Mm-hmm. She started dating Kanye. He immediately started dressing her in clothes that he clearly picked out for her. It was a bit weird because, you know, Kanye goes around in all black leather. And oh, shit. it's a vibe. And he's like, if we're going to be seen in public together, I need to dress you in matching outfits. Mm -hmm. And she had this... Michael Che made fun of that in his response to Kanye. OK. He's like, make sure you tell me what you're wearing before we go out so we can match. So, yeah. So they broke up. Kanye and Julia Fox broke up after a whirlwind, like <laughs> two weeks, three week yeah. romance that uh, does pretty much everyone kind of agreed was clearly a rebound at best and well, possibly just a fake relationship. Well, even if it, even if she was initially under the impression that he was falling for her, his constant, nonstop, very public uh, uh, yeah. attempts to get his wife back yeah. uh, would this surely turn probably her not off. going anywhere, but yeah. it probably wasn't that serious for her. Especially once she saw the invoice uh, for this next attempt yeah. at winning Kim's heart back. So Kanye, uh, on Valentine's Day, sent a truck, a, a literal truckload of roses to Kim Kardashian's house. <laughs> Finally. Just dump them on the lawn. Yeah. 
So it's all just very weird and uncomfortable to watch. It's kind of pathetic. It's a, it's a train wreck. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, it's embarrassing. Pathetic again. Double pathetic. Again, we, we really just wish Kanye would get help, get back on his meds, because the man is continuing to kind of ruin his genuinely solid musical legacy, though it's it's now been 20 years since uh, college dropout, I think. like. Yeah, but it's, it's only uh, been 10 years since... Uh... My twisted, beautiful, dark, yeah. twisted fantasy? I don't know. It's uh, Someone needs to take away this man's phone. Because that's all that really needs to happen. Do this weird shit in private. Yes. Yes. This is this is high school bullshit. Yes, it is. This is, uh, they, this is the very public celebrity response to a, like, if you were a teenager and just had gotten broken up with for the first yeah. time ever and your girlfriend immediately started dating someone else. Like, this is, this is terrible when you're 15. Like, yeah. this is the end of the world this when you're 15. This is the end of the world. What am I going to do? But this is Kanye going through this in his 40s. Yeah. Buddy. Come on. What he should do is go in and make the best rapper album of all time. Because yeah. that's what this should uh, be this, this uh, cause Come on, of. Kanye. Everyone loves a sad boy. Yeah. Like, now you you should be re-inspired. Because, like, when you, the older you get as a musician, you kind of... Kind of lose that spark that yeah, you made get, you write the good you shit. Get too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So this is use this. this. Yeah. Kanye, use this. And don't just make a whole diss album against Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna lose that fight. I'm pretty sure Ariana Grande already loosely did that anyway. Yeah, but it that just increased Pete Davidson's profile. He he's been Streisand affected up the dating ladder. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't tell you one sketch that I've seen him in in SNL that's memorable. But no. I know who he is because he's famous yeah. for dating beautiful women. Yeah. That's what and he does. And apparently the, the St- King of Staten Island was, was a good movie. I haven't seen it, though. Bleh. I don't care. Yeah. Anyways, uh, apologies, but we do have a, a really funny, very stupid NFT story. NFTs! Uh, to start off this week. Uh, you know how crypto bros generally have no idea how copyright and intellectual property rights work, but they also cry when someone right-clicks their JPEGs? Well... A recent doomed-from-the-start NFT project just found out the hard way that you can't just make an NFT out of anything and get away with it. MTG, or Magic the Gathering DAO, was a crypto project based on Magic the Gathering cards that promised to deliver a crypto NFT card economy that would be wildly successful. Because why wouldn't it be? Obviously, Wizards of the Coast, the owners of Magic, are just too stupid and blind to do it themselves. And obviously... We looked around. No one else is doing this for some reason. No one else thought of just stealing Magic the Gathering card artwork and mechanics to turn into NFTs. Collectible, usable NFTs. What a brilliant plan. That could definitely not go wrong in any way. It's a great business plan. Let's go. Obviously, Wizards immediately sent them a cease and desist and also reminded the DAO that they already had plans to do digital assets of their cards anyway. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but obviously, that's something where it's like, yeah, of course they're going to do that. Right, but, but they already have the card game digitally and MTG Arena. There's no need for blockchain. Well, money that. would be the, the thing. Yeah. Anyways, here's a, a, a summary from Web3 is going great. Needless to say, Wizards of the Coast sent them an email to inform them that their intended use of Wizards' intellectual property, including its trademarks and copyrights, would be unlawful. This prompted MTG DAO to publish a 20-tweet-long thread about why Wizards of the Coast is... NGMI, 
not going to make it, where they accused Wizards of the Coast of unfairly discriminating against Web3 tech and Web3 communities by protecting their intellectual <laughs> property. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's unclear where MTG DAO will go from here. They wrote in the thread that they hope to help Wizards of the Coast see something like MTG DAO and Web3 in general as an opportunity and not a threat. But I suspect they will not have much luck convincing Wizards of the Coast to let them infringe upon their intellectual property out of the goodness of their own hearts. Come on. <laughs> and, and like Come on, they, be cool. They're also ignoring the fact that clearly in the uh, nicely worded cease and desist, they're already doing this. So they don't need your help. Yeah. But it is funny to just be like, you know, they just don't understand the potential. That that we, a community of people who literally want to milk their product for money, yeah. have. The MTG down, much like Kanye West, a lot of trouble taking no for an answer. <laughs> Uh, the full quotes from the DAO's responses, they're even better. Uh, here's the full quote. To members of MTG DAO, I don't know exactly where we go from here. Wizard's position seems reactionary, but I don't currently know enough about copyright law to be confident about how a court would interpret this situation. Yeah, buddy. I don't, uh, who's to say? <laughs> anyone's guess. But I don't think the court case will go in your favor. But you should represent yourself because yeah. that would be amazing. Also, their white paper, uh, which is, if you're unaware, it's the, I guess, the roadmap or plans yeah. or the actual description of the utility of whatever they're creating. It is so delusional that it's hilarious. Here's some excerpts from their big plan to bring Magic the Gathering into the crypto space. In order to be allowed to play a card in the MTG DAO format, players will need to show proof of ownership of an NFT for each card in their deck. In order to play the game, players will need to own both the NFT for their card and also the actual card used to play. <laughs> players will need to get used to the idea that the vast majority of players will never play with or against those popular cards that we often see when playing in existing formats. This idea is the primary strength of this format. Okay. So that's obviously doomed to fail. Yeah. Know, even if they weren't being taken down by just a slam dunk copyright cease and desist. A, a simple email fired off uh, in the middle of the day yeah. where their lawyer was like, well, that's done. Stop. <laughs> but it's not as if they didn't have a plan in place for an inevitable confrontation with Wizards of the Coast because according to their own white paper, in the long run, I think there's a chance we can just buy the magic brand from Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> They're going to love this idea so much. They're going to see so much potential in it, they're going to let us just devour them. Uh, no. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast, a company whose 99% of their revenue comes from Magic the Gathering, is yeah. going to sell billions of dollars. the most the popular trading card game or, in the world to us. Or they're going to hate us so much that despite that, we're going to have a hostile takeover. Yeah. Because the, they're not going to be able to say no. We're going to offer them so much money. So yeah, if you want to read their 20-tweet-long explanation of how Wizards of the Coast, which is owned by Hasbro, <laughs> is NGMI, and all the great clapbacks, responses, quote tweets, people just dunk, 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 NBA dunking contest up in the up in that thread. Uh, we will leave a link to the entire thread below. The best part is, like, of course, this was all over like different Reddit communities that are hesitant on crypto, mm -hmm. but also it made it to the actual Magic the Gathering subreddit where it like some of these people were experiencing like NFT and crypto bros for clearly the first time. Yeah. Uh, but it was beautiful seeing people just, just dunk on this project so hard. Yeah. And just like people actually being like, what, what's this? Let me look at their white paper. And then just like <laughs> highlighting certain things out of it that are outrageous. Um, it was fun to watch, but uh, Hey, before we go, 
we have an update to a story that we just covered on Weekly Weird News. Uh, the one about the mayor who was convinced that ice fishing would inevitably lead to an epidemic of prostitution. It's in a his slippery, icy slope. <laughs> he, he now claims that he was joking about the whole thing, which... No, I've seen the video. He was uh, dead serious. Yeah, when you read it in text, it's like, I would make that joke if I was mayor. Yeah, no, there's video of it. Yeah, but uh, he has since, uh, since the, you know, this all went viral and kind of made his small town into an international laughingstock, uh, has submitted his resignation and will no longer be mayor of Hudson, Ohio. And I think he was, he was mayor for a long time because when you look up his name on Google Images, his like official mayor photo looks like it's 20 plus years old. Yeah. So is this what finally brought this guy down? I guess so. Here's local outlet WKYC. Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert has submitted his resignation less than a week after raising concern at a city council meeting that ice fishing could ultimately lead to prostitution. Schubert also offered the following statement. City council workshops are a time for discussing important matters, the sharing of ideas and concerns, as well as one's knowledge and experience prior to crafting legislation to establish new laws and policies. My comments at Tuesday's workshop were made out of concern for our community. What could become of unintended consequences of new legislation based on my prior television news reporting experience? My attempt to inject a bit of dry humor to make a point about this in the midst of a cold, snowy February was grossly misunderstood. Okay, whatever. Jokes. He's now they sh they should take the next step and legalize prostitution in the city. Yeah, but only on the ice and ban ice fishing. Prostitution illegal on land, illegal on water, only legal, temporarily on the ice. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Yeah, things get too hot. No more prostitution. Anyways, this is a this is a fun all fluff episode of our show. Nothing too serious. Yeah. Except for our concern for Kanye's mental well being. But like, hey, fun to kick back and uh, look yeah. At Look at some Super Bowl for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The, the old sports ball. Throw, throw in the old sports ball. The around. old superb owl. <laughs> Who won the puppy bowl? Who won the puppy bowl? Um, but yeah, we'll be back with more actual shit coming up soon for uh, Tech News Day. And uh, if you haven't already, we got two great episodes for you to watch. We got uh, the uh, artistic revisionists have hit contemporary art <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fucked everything up there. And uh, if you want all the info on MoviePass, and there's a lot of it. Make sure you watch the most recent episode of News Dumb because MoviePass is back, and that's a threat. That is a threat and a promise. Subscribe, leave a comment. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.